The following is general advice only and should not be construed as accounting, legal, or any other professional advice. The details of your situation are fact-dependent and you are advised to seek the help of a competent professional. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to another action-packed edition of CPA Reviewed, the official podcast of another71.com. As always, I'm your humble host, Jeff Elliott, a licensed CPA in the state of Kansas, by the grace of God and to the chagrin of many. Happy Friday to you. Today is Friday, February 10th, 2017. All right, we have a monster podcast today. Woo! I am going to attempt to answer how many 25 questions in eh we'll shoot for 45 minutes so we're, we're gonna go rapid fire um, normally when I answer questions I try to have as good of a bedside manner as possible and and try to really um, be thorough in my answers this time I'm just gonna be boom 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 so here we go Rich writes in, Jeff, I have purchased the Ninja Notes for FAR and I have Wiley CPA Excel. Should I watch the videos? Should I read the book and then do the questions? Should I just rewrite your notes and not use CPA Excel? Hey, you paid the money for CPA Excel, use it. Watch the videos, take notes over the videos. Um, you should not have to read the book because that's the point of the videos. Otherwise, you can just read the book yourself. And so if the videos were worth purchasing, then you should watch your videos and take notes. And you have the Ninja Notes. I would rewrite the Ninja Notes the last during the two weeks out from your exam. And I would start reading the Ninja Notes now, even if you haven't covered the material in the Ninja Notes. So in the Ninja Notes, if you get to bonds, but you haven't studied bonds and CPA Excel, read them anyway. Read the Ninja Notes as many times as possible and also rewrite them prior to your, prior to your exam and also during your final review. Terry says, hi Jeff. Unfortunately, I just got my score back yesterday on BEC and I failed with a 68. It doesn't make much sense to me because I failed BEC back in November with a 73. I could probably recite the formulas and mnemonics to you. In school, I was always a good test taker. I just can't seem to pass these exams. What are your suggestions? If you have a, if you have a lot of mnemonics in your mind for BEC, then that might be a problem because uh, oftentimes mnemonics are memory aids to mask the fact that you don't, um, you haven't internally, you haven't internalized the concepts. And so, um, and if you're watching, the, if you're just listening to the podcast, you can't see that I touched my heart there. <laughs> that's, that's how you internalize, you touch your heart. All right. Um, so you're using a lot of mnemonics, that could be a problem. It could be that you don't conceptually understand the material. You went backwards from a 73 to a 68, so you dropped five points. Chances are good that you fell into the usual trap of, hey, I'm only two points away, so I need to just cram and then get back in there, and that usually results in people scoring lower than before. You said that you know the formulas, that's good. What I would do, I would repeat exactly what you did to, to score a 73. And, but this time I would add the Ninja framework, um, nail, the, nail, the concept, nail the concepts, intense notes, nonstop, multiple choice questions, 
then you just rewrite your notes and it all comes together. It's available for free on another71.com. Click the study planner. I would incorporate the Ninja framework into what you are doing and hopefully you will find success this time. Deshankar says, I'm sure I butchered that name, I apologize. Hello Jeff, I'm writing to you for my wife. She just got her reg score and got a 74 again. It's like her 10th 74 on the CPA exam. She's been studying since 2002. Both of us are mentally exhausted as we started studying together and I was done in 2013. She's still so far from it and she always does her best. She's always prepared well with high scores on all of the mock tests before the exam. However, she always ends up with a score ranging from 71 to 74. What are we doing wrong? She's reached a breaking point, and it's also very expensive for us as we are international students from India. What are we doing wrong? Well, I am a two-time member of Club 74, so I understand the pain. Um, 10 74s, give or take, that is a lot. And probably what's going on there, so score 74 on reg. There has to be a section that you guys either just kind of gloss over or you refuse to study. And I said that because that's my that was my own experience. I did not want to study light kind exchanges or AMT. I hated it. Especially light kind exchanges when there's a liability swap. Yeah, not so much. And so I scored back-to-back -back 74s in regulation, and then I ended up losing my FAR credit because of it. I got back in there, I rolled up my proverbial sleeves, and I studied those topics that I, was, that I hated on top of redoing everything else, and I scored a 92 on regulation. And there's probably a, an area or two that, you're, that your wife is conceptually weak on. The most important thing here is that you continue to support her and uh, maybe, maybe you find another exam to study for yourself. Maybe you take up the CMA so that you don't leave your partner behind. So um, eventually she will pass. My gut feeling says there are, she is weak conceptually in some areas. Hang in there and make sure that you continue to be her number one cheerleader. Get up with her in the morning. I don't know if you work together, but at night, study together. Don't go watch TV on the couch while she's studying. Hang in there with her. Don't leave her behind. Steve says, hey, Jeff, I have three weeks before my exam. I'm finishing up the lectures. I'm going to hit all of the questions for my review course again. I am on a lim limited budget. Which of your products do you recommend that can help me knock far out of the park? Three weeks left. I would do the Ninja Notes. If you had, well, Ninja Notes or Ninja MCQ, you can spend two weeks on Ninja MCQ, and that would be fine, and three weeks left. So Ninja Notes or Ninja MCQ. If you like your test bank or whatever, stick with that and get Ninja Notes. If you want to make a switch, get Ninja MCQ. Katrina writes in, Hi Jeff, would you recommend trying to pass BEC starting now before the April 1st changes? I ordered my FAR book, but I'm concerned of all the hype of trying to pass BEC before the changes are effective. Yes, I normally I would say take FAR first, but with BEC changing, I don't think the BEC simulations are going to be the end of the world by any stretch. However, all else being equal, finish BEC first. I would switch over to it. Eleonora says, my reg test is scheduled 
for March 10th. The week prior to my test, I've taken off work so I can completely focus. I was wondering how many hours do you generally recommend for regulation? Also, are those hours strictly MCQs or does that involve the notes, audio, flashcards, etc.? Uh, I recommend studying regulation 20 hours a week at about six to seven weeks. And so that's about 130 hours-ish, give or take. And that's the entire gambit of, of information. So it's your concepts, so your book or your videos, you're taking notes, you're working MCQs till you hate life, you are rewriting your notes. And I would follow the Ninja framework. You can go to another71.com and click on the CPA exam survival guide and you'll get the study planner and the free stuff. But in there, it explains the Ninja framework and how to study. And I know of no other method that's better than the Ninja framework, not only because I'm biased, but I also believe it is the best. Donovan says, I want to start studying for the CPA while getting my master's of accountancy. Which section do you think will be the best to take concurrently with my master's program? Hoping to pass all four within six to eight months. That is a tall order. I don't know if I would do it if I were you. You have a you know a pretty big, pretty big load studying for your master's of accounting. Um, I would look and see how your semester lines up. If you are if you're taking some financial accounting classes like some heavy financial accounting classes your first semester. So most masters of accountancy, unless you're taking night school, it's like what, two semesters? So um, like if it's, if, it's he if it's heavy financial, then take FAR. If it has, well, it probably has financial tax and audit. So all else being equal, I would take FAR. However, you're taking it concurrently, so that's a problem. Uh, so, what I would say is finish your master's and then do the CPA exam. If you insist on doing it concurrently, I would probably do BEC and then auditing and save regulation and FAR for when you're done with your master's, although that's like a whole year. <laughs> so I'm kind of going in a circle here. So see if you insist on taking it concurrently, see which topics line up best semester-wise and then take that, take those exams. So maybe FAR and regulation if you're taking a lot of financial and tax classes. Jeff says, I'm taking BEC March 7th to avoid the April 2017 changes. I usually get home around 7 to 8 p.m. ish and finish eating around 8 to 9 o'clock. I understand I literally only have one month of studying. How can I do this? Get up an hour early, study at lunch, and at night, don't spend an hour eating, spend an hour eating and watching videos and taking notes. BEC is the easiest exam to study for a month in. Auditing is close, should not be an issue. Just get her done. Steve writes in, I'm taking four sections, or I'm, I'm four sections into auditing using Roger out of nine sections, and I feel like I have way too many notes, but I don't wanna to miss too much information. Is this normal for auditing? I feel like I'm, I have more notes than I did for FAR already. A temptation that some people have, especially if they are um, kind of obsessive about their notes, so so they're, they're obsessive about their note-taking, they don't wanna miss any little thing on exam day, they they overanalyze the first three questions on their exam because they don't want to get off to a bad start and those and question number three you just couldn't get the answer to come out and so you obsess with it over half of the exam and what guess what you end up failing because you're worried about missing question number three but 
you couldn't focus the rest of the exam because it just ate at you. You have to let it go. Let it go. <laughs> let it, anyway. Um, so when you're taking notes, make sure that you're like, you kind of got to follow the 80-20 rule. So the 80-20 rule is you get 80% of the benefits from 20% of the efforts. It is a fact of life. And we can talk about the 80-20 rule for um, on another day. But um, all of that to say, don't get, don't find yourself digging down too much into the weeds. Take high level notes and move on. The best thing that you can do is map out a study plan. So uh, budget your time for auditing. I want to get through my auditing book or my auditing videos in two weeks and just plow through it. And whatever notes you can take or the notes you can take, you'll make up for it on the MCQs and you'll take notes over the MCQs and whatever you don't, whatever notes you don't take on the MCQs, you'll pick it up on the final review. Just keep following your plan. Michael says, I have a learning disability and I'm a strong visual and kinesthetic learner. What would be the best combination of review material so I can start studying before um, my busy season begins? Uh, kinesthetic learning, for those of you who don't know, it's people who like to actively learn, so it's taking notes. So I don't think it matters what video course you take because you can take notes on any video course, and I don't think it matters what uh, MCQs you use because you can take notes over your MCQs. So it comes down to um, it comes down to demoing CP, a CP review course. So and looking at feedback on the another71.com form, does the instructor read from the book, or do they map a lot of stuff out on the dry erase board? So if they read from the book a lot, then that probably would not be a good option for you. If they map stuff out on the dry erase board, that would be a better option. Or if it's PowerPoint, PowerPoint oriented. Uh, the easy answer is for me to say, yeah, get, get Ninja materials, but hey, there's a lot of good materials out there, so demo a lot of stuff. If you want to look at Ninja materials, the Ninja Plus videos have a PowerPoint aspect to it, and obviously Ninja MCQ, and uh, for Ninja Notes, you can actively rewrite those. So that is my obligatory Ninja plug. Kevin writes in, how much should I focus on allocating the written communication section for BEC, if my MCQ grades are in the range of 65 to 70%. I'm not a huge fan of studying written communications. That could be because um, I, I, am, I am naturally a, a good writer, so uh, even if I don't know something, I can BS my way through it. And, um, and <laughs> some might say, uh, all 76 episodes of your podcast, Jeff, are great evidence of this. So. Um, Anyway, so uh, I don't think your MCQ grades have, any, have anything to do with how much time you spend on the written communications. I would maybe try five written communications, call that good, because your knowledge of the, of the concepts uh, will play themselves out in the, written, in the written communications, and how you get better at the concepts is studying and doing the multiple choice questions and learning what the fact nugget is that they're trying to teach. So. Get those MCQs up to, um, well, I tell people on Ninja MCQ to get your scores up into the 80s. So uh, I think you need to really um, 
if you're weak in an area, go back and study it in your book. Like say, okay, tonight I'm going to I'm going to reread the cost accounting section of my book, and then I'm putting it away, and then I'm doing MCQs. Um, or you can go through your MCQs and, tr- and try to like fight your way through the MCQs. Write down the things that you're missing and compile a sheet of fact nuggets. So try to get those scores up into the 80s. I'm gonna butcher this name. Sorry about that. Yisrael. <laughs> Apologize. I'm taking far at the end of May. I have 200 hours available. Until then, I have a family of five kids. How would you recommend making the best out of my time? When I studied, I only had three kids, so you are ahead of me. Uh, taking far at the end of May, 200 hours available, way too much time. A big mistake that people make is studying more than eight, uh, eight weeks for any exam. I recommend six to seven weeks for any exam, max on eight, and I can see that maybe for far. And so you're studying 20 hours a week. You're studying um, for seven weeks. That's 140 hours. I would shoot for 130, 140 hours for far. Definitely not 200. So, so map. So figure out when you're going to take your exam in May, and then, and then look at your calendar, and figure out. Okay, um, seven weeks, seven or eight weeks. Shoot for seven weeks. When do I start? And then follow the Ninja framework and follow what we recommend there. So that's what I would do. John writes in, do you think a 74 is a pointless exam score? I received a 74 on FAR and it hurt. Um, To use a fighting analogy, a 74 is a thumb in the eye. You still get knocked out, but you got a thumb in the eye in the process and you scraped your, you scratched your retina. Uh, 74 is horrible. It's the worst thing ever. I'd rather get a 71 than a 74. Um, I can live with a 71, 74, which I've gotten twice. Um, it's a thumb in the eye. It is a pointless exam score. Give us a 70, give us a 71. <clears throat> because really, a 74, that doesn't mean that we're so close and we just need to cram and get back in there. The study process is the same between a 74 and a 71. You have to redo everything. I feel your pain. A different John writes in, <clears throat> Hi Jeff, I found out in August I didn't pass far and I only have two weeks before my auditing credit expires. Thoughts on... Okay, this question isn't making sense. So scratch that question. Jill writes in, <clears throat> I started studying for... Sorry. Jill writes in, I started studying for BEC in January, but I found out that I can't Actually, on that last question, what I did was I tried to <laughs> I tried to trim it down for for uh, time purposes. I, I ended up cutting out the part that made sense. Oops. All right. Jill writes in. I started. I know what the question was. It's like, hey, in April, May, we won't get our scores until August. What are we going to do if I have two weeks left before my exam and or before my credit expires? and I only have two weeks to study, like what am I gonna do? And the AICPA said, um, contact your State Board of Accountancy in that case. So, because um, April, May scores come out in August, if you have a credit expiring, like that's gonna put everyone up a creek without a paddle, and what are we gonna do? Contact your State Board of Accountancy and ask them. 
Jill writes in, I started studying for BEC in January, but found out that I can't take it until June because I graduated in May. Should I start studying for another section and then review my notes before my BEC exam in June? No. <clears throat> if you do that, you're going to fail BEC and you'll probably <clears throat> fail the other exam too because you took such a, a break and you know, the, the mental buildup to taking the exam and then the exhaustion, like, you know, you, you take a week off because exam day is so exhausting, so you lose two weeks and then you've forgotten what you've been studying. So no, you, you graduate in May, you take your exam in June, start studying for BEC mid-April and don't take, don't study for any other section until you take BEC. Ty says, if you had four weeks to prepare for your exam, how would you go about it? Uh, if I had four weeks, I would spend one week max on videos or my book. Granted, you cannot get through an entire book in a week, but you can skim it. You can look at the examples. You can look at the, you can, uh, you can look at the, the bolded text. So you can get through it that way and use your MCQs as your, as your main learning tool. So if you're watching videos, get through all of your videos in a week. If your course comes with crams, ditch the main lecture videos and, get, and hit the crams. Get through those in a week, take notes as you can, spend two weeks on the multiple choice and take notes. And then spend a final week doing your final review, follow the Ninja framework for your final review. And that's what I would do. Four weeks is not ideal, but it is doable. So I studied for auditing and passed in like two or three weeks. Again, not a best practice, it was awful. Angie writes in, can you please specify the use of your suggested study planner using the Ninja framework and for Ninja only? For example, if you say four weeks for BEC, what should be accomplished by week one, week two, week three, and week four? Okay, week one, get through all of your book, like, like get your books, get through your videos, whatever. And whatever, like however far you are after week one, that's it. Spend two weeks doing multiple choice questions and take notes. Then spend your week four doing your final review. Start with your weakest topic first and work backwards all the while reading your notes and, and studying your notes and taking them everywhere you go. If you can add in a fifth week, then one week for concepts, two weeks for MCQs, one week for rewriting your notes because that is, it's one thing to take notes, it's another thing to rewrite them. Um, definitely never highlight. So if you can fit in the fifth week, then, then, uh, then prior to your final review, rewrite your notes. So and that's after one week of concepts, videos, two weeks of MTQ, taking notes, and the notes over your videos. One week, so week four, is rewriting your notes, then week five is um, your final review. Charlie writes in, hi Jeff, I'm taking FAR with Roger CPA. One problem I've noticed is that in, I'm in chapter 10 and I've forgotten what I learned in chapter one. However, I don't have enough time to go back and review every day since I'm also a full-time student. The current daily CPA exam study time takes me about four to five hours and I don't have extra time for reviewing. What do I do? Uh, you have to have, you have to, uh, Charlie, you have to take time to review. Otherwise, you're going to take time to retake the exam when you fail. And that's, that's the, um, I guess, well, that's just me being honest. And you should always be honest. 
it's, it's, one, of my, it's one of my pet peeves. Uh, well, honestly, or to be honest, and I'm like, shouldn't you always be honest? Okay, all right. I took time in the podcast and on this video to share one of my pet peeves. And anyone who's on my email list knows that I hate thanks in advance. So anyone else out there who hates thanks in, thanks in advance? All right, I'm right there with you. Okay, so you have to study and you have to review. If you just study but you don't review, you're going to fail. So you might have to push your test back a little while in order to fit the reviewing in or maybe you shouldn't be taking the exam right now because um, if you can't find time to review, you will fail, which you can't remember in chapter one. So you're in chapter 10, you can't remember in chapter one what you studied, recipe for a huge disaster. That's a recipe for a 58 on exam day. And all of a sudden you're like, man, maybe accounting isn't for me. Like maybe I need to take up something else blogging for the CPA exam. <laughs> Eliza says, Jeff, my question is this, how do I get past feelings of absolute hopefulness? I had received a terrible grade, like in the 70s, on my first auditing try. Well, the, the best way to get past feelings of hopelessness is to just start studying and, and get to work. So, um, it's almost, so sometimes when you're, when you're getting ready for something and you have like nervous energy and you have this, you have this anxiety. Um, so I've never, I've never been a, uh, I've never been a, a cage fighter, but I have done a lot of Taekwondo tournaments. I'm always nervous. Like, like I'm almost de depleted from energy before I even step into the ring or whatever. And, uh, so how, how do you get past that? Well, you have to find like an empty ring and start start working out, start, start throwing your kicks, start going through your through your routine, and getting your heart rate going, and actually like like doing like replicating what you're about to do, and then you get the confidence to go in there and doing it. The same thing for the CPA exam. Uh, so you scored horribly, and now you're really anxious. And the, on, the only way to like get the anxiety out, to work that anxiety out, is to get studying watching watching your videos or whatever taking notes and um similar to like getting in the ring and you know going through your routine you start working multiple choice questions and like man i just did a, a section over over um bonds and i scored at 80 percent wow maybe i can do this after all and just start building up that confidence through hard work you're not going to get through get over your anxiety by sitting on the couch and and just pouting about your 40 on, on auditing you you've got to get back in there and start studying again and eventually um you will build up this knowledge base you'll go in you'll pass and then you'll get momentum for your next exam margaret says far is my last exam to go i need to pass in order to not lose auditing I'm struggling with some main concepts, bonds, treasury stock, governmental accounting, etc. I'm taking my exam February 20th and trying to nail those down so I can pass. Question, is Ninja Plus, or the Ninja Plus videos, different from the audio course that I have, um, that I get with my combo for FAR? Yes, completely different. Back in August of 2016, uh, we bought the old BISC CPA review course, and so the BISC CPA review videos and there's a ton of them, and they're really, I think, they're, they're really good for the most part. That is, what is, that is what is included in Ninja Plus, 
and it also now comes with the combo. So yes, it is different. Jasmine says, for Q1 of 2017, BEC is still three hours and the MCQ is 85% while the essays are 15%. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Um, so BEC is three hours, MCQ is 85% and the essays are 15%. In Q2 of 2017, uh, the exam will be four hours. All of the exams will be four hours. The MCQ will be 50%. All of the MCQs are 50%. Uh, the BEC SIMS will be 35%. The other SIMs are 50%, and the written communication for BEC is 15%. So it goes 50, 35, 15, and it's four hours. Dave says, I am planning to take my first part of the CPA exam, which is regulation. I'm new to CPA Ninja, and I've not tried any of your materials for studying before. Do you think the Ninja book, flashcards, and MCQs would be enough to prepare me to pass the section of the CPA exam. Yes, the book covers the concepts, the MCQs cover, well, the MCQs and, the, and, and everything to test yourself and build up the knowledge base. The flashcards will help you to review. So um, I know that it's enough because quite a few people pass using the Ninja book <clears throat> and Ninja MCQ and there's people who use only the Ninja book and Ninja MCQ to pass. Misty writes in, I am scheduled to take BEC. I'm almost done with all of my Becker lectures, and I have completed a lot of the homework. Can you give me advice on any course of action for studying for the next three weeks before my BEC exam? Three weeks out, I would finish your, finish your homework, so finish the MCQ. One week out, rewrite all of your notes. Now, chances are that you've only been highlighting in your book. Okay. Go through and the stuff that you highlighted, start writing it down on, on, a, on a stack of legal pads. Spend a week doing that. And then everywhere you go, like, and, and don't just write down verbatim, like write down your little fact nugget. And then everywhere you go, read those little fact nuggets. Everywhere you go, just carry those legal pads. They'll be, they'll be torn up, they'll, be, they'll have coffee spilled on them, and they'll be pretty jank. Just, Carry them, with, carry them with you and when you're done, you can set them on fire or put them on your bookshelf as a shrine to all that you accomplished. But carry them with you everywhere you go. Your final, your, uh, final week, start with your weakest area of BEC first and work backwards. So if your weakest area is cost accounting, um, work 20 question mini Teslas in cost accounting until you score in the mid 70s, it's an arbitrary number and then move on to your next section, maybe it's financial planning or something like that. And so that's how I would do it. Amy says, I'm currently working at a CPA firm as a manager and senior preparer and I have a three month old baby. I'm trying to, to study and take the exam but can't seem to make it work or get motivated enough. Any recommendations or suggestions on what to do? Also, which section should I take first? Amy, I know what your life looks like because we currently have a one-month-old baby, so, and I have, I have a few kids. I have eight kids, so, um, I know, I know what it's like for my wife, for a baby, and um, so, my guess is that, so you're a manager and a senior preparer at a CPA firm, so your life is awful right now, and you have a three-month-old baby. 
who you love but is also like takes a lot of your time. So how in the world are you going to also study <clears throat> in the midst of tax season and a newborn baby? And I think the real answer is you don't have to. I'm not going to tell you that you can't because I would never tell someone that they <clears throat> that they can't, okay? But I give you permission to take the rest of busy season off, restart again in July, okay? And so if that's so, not that you need my permission, but sometimes people just need to hear, hey, it's okay. And so now if you don't have the option and if you're going to do it, then, um, then, then my plan of attack for you would be to really budget out your time, figure out how you can study <clears throat> while you are taking care of your baby. So an audio program like Ninja Audio, um, shameless plug. And, um, and so I would, I would do that. And you can also watch your videos while you take care of your baby. But if I were you, I would try to focus on busy season, focus on your baby, and hit the exam once busy season is over and things die down. Deb says, can you quickly sum up the April 2017 CPA exam changes? Okay, here it is. In April 2017, the CPA exam is not going to undergo this big change that um, <laughs> that the media is leaving, leading you to believe. No. Um, okay, the CPA exam, it's still testing the same concepts. And even some of the concepts are, are going away. So some sections from from the um, oh, it's called blueprints, or it's going to be called blueprints now. But some sections are being removed from the blueprints, and the simulations are worth more points. The exam is going to be a little longer or a little shorter for some exams. So they're all going to be four hours, and they're going to test maybe some some higher some higher order skills. How does that affect how you study? It doesn't. And so you still study for auditing the same way. You still study for financial the same way. You still study for BEC the same way. Even though BEC is getting some simulations, you still have to know cost accounting. And, and in your book, in your examples, you're still gonna run through cost accounting um, <clears throat> in your book and in your videos and then in your multiple choice questions. And so you can, work, you can do a simulation over cost accounting. It's not a big deal. Regulation, it still has simulations. And so how does it affect how you study? It doesn't. And how are the CPA exam softwares, software packages going to change? They really aren't. The big change is going to happen in 2018. So, but April 2017 CPA exam, it's gonna be, it's going to be business as usual. So I wouldn't stress, about, stress out about it. So to recap, the exam is four hours long. The simulations are worth more, more points. So they're now set of 40% of your grade worth 50% of your grade. For auditing financial and regulation for BEC, it's worth 35%. BEC still has written communications, which are worth 15%. The multiple choice sections for all four sections are worth 50%. How does it impact how you study? It doesn't. And so I hope that helps you. All right, everyone. See, I said I wanted to get it in under 45 minutes. Hey, we 35 minutes, not too shabby. All right. 
Thank you for everyone who submitted questions. If you want to be a part of the next podcast, go to another71.com, click Ask Jeff. It's at the top of the page. And your question will appear in the future edition of the podcast. If you can, try to trim your questions down to two or three sentences. It helps me helps me to edit them down. So sometimes I have a, a question that's a paragraph and I really want to answer the question, but I don't want to read a paragraph and uh, in the podcast. So that's very helpful. All right, everyone. Woo. Be good, everyone. Take care. And I will talk to you soon. Yeah, it ain't easy now, but it'll be harder soon. 2017's right around the corner, dude. Don't wait until it's too late. That ain't cool. Listen to my rhymes and you could be a ninja too. This new exam is about to stress you out, man. That's why I'm here and I'm warning you now, man. It's gonna be more advanced, no doubt. Yeah, so the exam, you better take the thing now, man. Higher order cognitive skills, oh no. The four existing sections got my mind blown. The new blueprints they make it really scare me. That's why I'm taking my exam, it's 2016. Task-based simulations, they got them planned. Added to the PEC section, oh man. Total test time will increase by two hours. 16 hours, man, it sounds kind of sour. It's gonna change, yeah man, it's gonna change In 2017, it ain't gonna be the same You better take it now and become a CPA Cause in a little while, things are really gonna change Yeah, it's gonna change, yeah man, it's gonna change In 2017, it ain't gonna be the same You better take it now and become a CPA Cause in a little while, things are really gonna change The way yeah. they test your skill level's gonna be changed And get ready for analysis and evaluation Remembering and understanding and application This 2017 exam is so bad tasting No more CSOs, now they got blueprints Trying to keep things fresh just like a new man But see, I don't want change, I don't wanna do this 2016's off of me, I'm so cool with it And now they got document review Simulation, testing, application, analysis, and evaluation. Increased time allocation, scoring weights changing. And $20 more to take the test up straight. Hating. It's gonna change, yeah, man, it's gonna change. In 2017, it ain't gonna be the same. You better take it now and become a CPA. Cause in a little while, things are really gonna change. Yeah, it's gonna change, yeah, man, it's gonna change. In 2017, it ain't gonna be the same. You better take it now and become a CPA. Cause in a little while, things are really gonna change. Yeah. Go to another71.com and join our CPA exam forum and study groups. It's the largest CPA exam community on the planet.